0: Welcome to the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion where we get deep about love, relationships and dating. Well, today is the last day of 2021 and I'm reflecting back on this year on love and my passion for finding a solution for the direction that we're going into. This chronic loneliness High divorce rates, trying to crack the code and maybe find a solution that isn't making things worse, even though we're wanting intimacy, connection, and not to feel so isolated more than ever. So, in today's episode, I can't tell you everything I learned, but I'm going to tell you some key topics to what I found in interviewing people and working with my coaching and therapy clients and also in the research for my podcast kind of bringing it all together in a reflective place here but another thing the fires in Colorado last night just make me remember that each day is a gift here and If we're really wanting this kind of connection and love in our life, what are we going to do or what are you going to do in 2022 to make your life more rich in connection and friendships and in love? I've talked about some of these concepts and these patterns that have arisen through COVID, especially my COVID episode and with the guests that I've had on. But I know that people want connection more than ever, but people are becoming less connected. And yes, we can blame it on the masks and we can blame it on social distancing. But I guess I'm a true believer that we are just energy and somehow we can transcend this. I don't know for those of you who believe in being able to transcend our dimensions while we sleep, why can't we do it in our our waking life since we are all just energy? And since our feelings are energy, and if we just focus on ourselves and on our growth and our energy, not in an egotistical way, not in a way that to control other people or to to make people our slaves to make us feel a certain way because that never works for those of you who probably tried it and we all have unconsciously nothing outside of ourselves is really going to make us happy so going back to healing yourself first or knowing yourself first and dedicating your life to creating things in your life that make you fulfilled, that create meaning in your life, rather than looking outside yourself for it. And we're definitely trained to do that, especially with online dating. I was talking about when I first got divorced 15, 16 years ago, and I went online, all the dating apps talked about oh, look at all the couples that we've gotten together. Look it, and eHarmony still does that, but most other sites have kind of fallen off that because I'm really believing they don't want us to match up anymore. The longer we stay online, the more that we can get sold stuff, the more money people make. And while we know this in the back of our heads with social media, the social media platforms are just placed there, And then it creates that longing and that feeling and leaves us open for commercial suggestions like we need to do this or we need to buy that or this product and that product. So we can be more successful in love. So more people online, still lonely, less connected. And even though our culture's been touted as the hookup culture, there's actually less and less people meeting up and actually hooking up. That even though more people are online, less people are even going on a first date, but even more so, yeah, maybe first dates and first meetings and coffees are even hooking up. But people really aren't getting to know one another. As I interview people on this podcast, as we are committed to finding our way back to love, and back to authenticity, and a back to caring about one another, and a back to a place of love instead of fear. Men and women overall want the same thing. We want to be seen. We want to be appreciated, and. We want to have a partner in the world. We want a partner in crime to be able to experience things with. And granted, it's great to love your own company. But there's something else about experiencing something with an intimate partner or a very close friend. Experiencing it with someone else. Being seen as you experience something. The more insular we get, the less we can tolerate what the world brings up for us, especially romantically. The closer we are to somebody, the more intimate, the more people metaphorically have seen us naked and vulnerable. The more frightened we become if we haven't Acknowledge these parts of ourselves, or been able to articulate these parts of ourselves. And when we're alone, we can do some work up to a point, but our relational issues have to be worked through in a relationship. In my episode with Sally Horbin, we talked about that, that people want to get totally better before they go out and try to meet or date somebody. But that isn't possible. You can't, again, be perfect, striving for that perfection, look and be and feel perfect because we're human. And that's the beauty and that's what brings us closer in relationships. But if we don't know that vulnerable part of ourselves or when we go out in the world and it gets reflected back to us and we can't handle it, then it's going to continue to isolate you it's something to think about. So back to the online dating culture. It seems that there's only about what 10 to 15% of men who actually do get swiped on. So that leaves 85 to 90% of men who don't get any action at all. And then I hear complaints about women who use filters or old pictures or, you know, pictures from years ago when they were thinner. But I've explained to men, some women won't get dates at all if they don't do this. And at least they're getting a date instead of sitting there online and not getting dates. And it happens on both sides. Um, Somebody asked me, too, why do you think so many men are sending pictures of their junk? And I think it's just gotten to a place where people are so lonely and they just want connection and they're just going to throw it out there. So just anything that you can get getting so desperate is just throwing out there to have some kind of connection, even just sex. How the online and social media world are really creating that ego culture and really that narcissistic, self-centered attitude that even people that maybe don't have an access to disorder, aren't borderline personality or aren't narcissists, it's kind of the way things are set up, Um, We're judging people on very small attributes because we have so many choices. It's like, nope, nope, yes, yes. Um, And, you know, I'm guilty of that because there are so many choices online, and that's not always a good thing. I think that scrambles our brain. I was talking on a date, on the last date that I had, about what happens I'm like, especially when you're a little bit older, when you're dating a lot of people, it makes it impossible to really get to know someone because as we get older, probably younger too, I imagine that we get confused about what we learned about different people. And how can we really get to know someone when we have all these choices? Yet, on the other hand, sometimes this creates such loneliness that we're willing to jump in to a relationship right out the gate. And then studies show that these relationships only last a couple weeks. And it's hard to admit that we're jumping in because we're so lonely, but that's what's happening. It feels so good to be romantic or be even be touched or have your hand held that it can cause you to feel like, oh my gosh, this is the one. No, it's just things that we need as a person. And then down the line, things fall apart. You say, I didn't see this or I didn't see that. But in hindsight, you look and say, yeah, there were red flags, but I was just hoping that it would work out or that love would save the day. And yes, love is very important. But oftentimes the people that we're really attracted to, to that extreme chemical amount are usually the people that we shouldn't date. We're taught with movies about the person that we obsess about or the person we have crushes on, but usually that's a fantasy too. Fantasies are much better than reality because we have so much more control over it. And again, we're disappointed. And then we move on to the next swipe right online. But nobody's going to make us. Nobody's going to be so perfect for us that it's going to make us or complete us. That's our job on our own. And the other thing is online dating attracts people with controlling and narcissist traits. So watching out for that. And more and more empaths or just people in general getting sucked into that, this extreme loneliness that we're feeling, somebody starts a love bombing, man, that feels good. Then you're all chemically stirred up and, oh, they're the one. I think it's more important, yes, to be attracted to someone. Yes, to think they're attractive. But also knowing what you need and want in a relationship. And are you really able to be authentic and comfortable with this person? Much of the time, if we have unresolved issues, we're not going to want somebody emotionally available. We can say we do until they show up because emotionally available people will bring up stuff for you. It's the people who aren't available that you can't go deep with, and they're not trying to dig deep with you. But the depth is the cream filling in relationships and how bonding and closeness is developed. It is how we reconcile our differences Or hold space for somebody's imperfections. Love and give. You've heard the saying, you give and you get back tenfold. So stepping out of how does it make me feel? What needs am I getting met here? And it's important to know how you feel about someone, but like I said, it's also important to know that you have core values with people, that they're a good person, that they are emotionally available, and they're able to work through conflicts down the road. Notice how you feel. Because sometimes we get wrapped up in relationships and we are focusing on the other person's behavior and on how the other person feels or how the other person is acting. But just notice in your gut, do you feel safe? Do you trust this person? Because sometimes that lack of safety creates endorphins and dopamine, which can masquerade as love. But those are chemicals. You want somebody that you can be yourself around, that you can be vulnerable around, or you can have a bad day around without feeling judged or like you're going to be abandoned. But in the same breath, in the same token, it's not always about what we want and what we feel. Sometimes we need to step out of ourselves And give time for that other person, even if it's inconvenient or you feel like it's going to bring you down. That's the teeter-totter of relationships. And I always tell couples, whoever is in the better place is the person that needs to be the bigger person. And sometimes both parties are in need or in bad places. It takes a level of vulnerability to know what your triggers are, your shortcomings, the things that bother you, because we want our relationships to be perfect. We don't want conflict. But conflict is inevitable in any relationship and even the closer relationships. Going back, you can listen to my Communication 101 and listening and speaking, but most important, being in check with yourself and not doing things that are hurting the relationship because you feel hurt or you feel threatened in some ways, or it's bringing up some vulnerability in you. And I see so many couples punish each other for that. But often, these have nothing to do with our partners. Going back to attachment styles. Going back to how we felt growing up and as a child and with our, with our first caregivers. Moving through and allowing yourself to be authentic in every situation. And yes, your vulnerability, your feelings may scare some people away. But take that as, then they're not to meant to be in your life. If you're authentic and people are driven away by that, good. Because the people who are able to handle that or are, are trustworthy and are, have self-awareness themselves and are able to communicate, will stick around. We need to let go of the idea that we have a perfect person. We have a one. We have a soulmate because with that in our Americanized version is that perfect person that is going to make us perfect or make us feel perfect. But the bottom line is we need to love ourselves first. And this is like a mantra that I use all the time is nobody's going to be able to love you if you don't accept and love yourself first. And that is self-love, accepting the wounds we have from childhood, accepting the hard times that we've had in our lives And we're taught to push them down. And social media makes it so much worse because we compare ourselves to a very small marketing perspective of someone. And sometimes this makes us feel isolated because we feel like we're the only ones experiencing sadness, depression, grief. And... We have feelings about our feelings, but that is part of being human, and we all experience that. So self-awareness and authenticity. Then next, what we really want in a relationship. Of course, we want that romantic, can't stop thinking about you, can't keep my hands off you relationship. But again, that's fantasy and can only be sustained for a very short time. What if we slowed down a little bit? What if we did online dating a little bit different? What if you looked with different criteria than just looks? Or just height. Or just job. And yeah, it takes a little bit more to screen that way. But it's worth it. And what if you just dated a few people at a time? Instead of feeling like you have to keep your dating roster full. What if you were okay if somebody... Didn't feel you were a match, or if someone was uncomfortable with your authenticity and your emotions. I hear or see online dating, I will know it when I find it. That really makes me think that people are really clueless about that and have no idea what it really takes to be in a relationship relationships take work and you can also go the other route of hooking up and having superficial relationships and um being that serial uh dater or casual no strings attached person too but that too leads to a deep tunnel of emptiness we do crave somebody to really see us and someone to really know us. And as we meet people in the wild or online, what if we just really got to know people with no attachment to where it's going or your checklist? What if we really held space for somebody To just be themselves. Because that's what love really is. Is letting somebody be exactly who they are. And that is self-love too. Letting you be, warts and all, exactly who you are. And trusting with that energy and that vibration that people, your tribe will be attracted to you. And your energy will bring in the people that you're wanting to meet. So, in 2022, some suggestions you could still be online, but really think of a new approach and not getting sucked into staying on there all the time. Again, Anything online, they're trying to sell us things. Yes, it's a very popular way to meet people, but how can you shift the process to your advantage? And why don't we all really try to meet people out there in the world? And granted, it's a little harder with masks and And social distancing and the fear around COVID, that we can transcend that a little bit. How can we creatively connect with people? And that's been part of the lesson I've learned with my podcast, is that I've connected with people all over the world meeting them and interviewing them on such deep levels. It's been really amazing and given me ideas for creating a different dating climate in 2022. What love anarchy has been about for the past six months since I started in July is about bringing true love in and understanding That real love is the only true power, and that everything else is an illusion. We have so much to be afraid of, like I just experienced, or we in Colorado just experienced wildfires that broke out and destroyed thousands of homes. COVID, the variants, political viewpoints... Religious viewpoints, thinking we're the ones that are right. So where can we release fear? Self-judgment, judging others, thinking we're better than others, being okay with lying or manipulating people. This is all out of fear. Being emotionally unavailable is fear. Where can we shed love into these situations, especially within dating in our intimate relationships? Thank you for listening to the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships and dating. Now I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, leaving you with a little teaser as I launch my new. Coaching packages. Um, so I will give you more information once that gets launched. But I wanted to put a bug in your ear. And also, I would love to hear some feedback. Love Anarchy Podcast on Facebook. You can also find me on Facebook under Andrea Atherton and Soul Fire Healing Arts on Instagram. Please subscribe. And don't forget to ring the bell and like, depending on what platform you listen to. And tell your friends about the podcast so they can listen too. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I know you have a myriad of podcasts that you can choose from. And I especially appreciate that you spent time with us. Signing off with my favorite short but sweet quotes, love is the only true power. Happy New Year, listeners. Happy 2022.